Hey guys, what a day. With the uh, sad news of Dominion being postponed for a full year, uh, just wanted to mention here from the top, we do mention a couple of times in the show that uh, we look forward to it or that uh, it's coming out in 2021. Unfortunately, as we all know now, that's going to be not the case. But we'll share our thoughts on this decision, what it means for the movie. Uh, what it means for the toy line because toys are being made right now for that uh, June release 2021 and we'll dig into some other casualties that are going to come out of this in next week's uh, minute so me and Dave will talk about it then for now be happy because we got a lot of franchise news to talk about in this episode of Jurassic Minutes starts but then later there's running and then screaming the world's just changed so radically and we're all running to catch up how can we possibly have the slightest idea of what to expect the best intentions some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions dr malcolm i have to share a few campfire stories with my uncle you can convince the Washington Post and the Skeptical Inquirer of whatever you want. But I was there, I know what happened, and so do you. I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think if they should. Uh, hello, welcome to the September issue of Jurassic Minutes, where we discuss recent movie, toy, and franchise news for the Jurassic series. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And here we are for September. Uh, we have a guest, one of the long-term long-term fans uh, in the Jurassic franchise, telling us his experience. We'll get to that interview in a second. Um, we got another long-lost Universal Backlots video, which has emerged, starring the Worker Village, which David we love. And we're going to have a bit of a deep dive into Camp Cretaceous Season 1 as well. But all that coming up next. Mr. Hammond, I think we're back in business. Apart from some uh, set leaks, there hasn't been a lot of news um, for Dominion, so we've got a little bit of news later on, but before we get to that, we've got a special guest coming on the show to talk a little bit about uh, his introduction to the franchise, running fan sites, and uh, when the series ground to a halt back in uh, 0201 after Drake JP3, um, and we got the sudden flood with uh, new arrivals from Jurassic World. But Terry, Trenosaur TJ Online, was the creator of the former Jurassic Park Legacy and now heads Jurassicpedia, which uh, we check in each week for some new articles and stuff relating to the films we're reviewing. But uh, Terry, welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Hi. <laughs> it's, we, this is a long time coming. We've been trying to get you on here for a few weeks, but finally, uh, for the meantime, or for the most part, the technological gods are on our side. It's not It's not taking its revenge out on me for being IT from all the years before. So. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. We've got some recording to do yet. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, you've been involved in the franchise for a very long time. As I said before, you've you headed uh, JP Legacy and now Jurassicpedia, but uh, obviously your love for the franchise goes way beyond that and way further back than uh, 2001, 2000 as well, so... Where did it all start? Did you see JP in theatres, or 
where where did the Jurassic franchise and the love for it begin with you? Well, for me, I was about three or four years old, uh, and uh, this was in like 1986, 87. I I was born in 84. My math might be off. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a long day. Um, So we were out west vacationing, my dad, my mom, and I, and uh, we stopped in this uh, museum out there called Dinosaur Journey Museum in Fruisha, Colorado. And it was like basically from there it was kind of a whirlwind of a romance with dinosaurs and whatnot. So I had things like the definitely dinosaur toys and the Dino Riders toys. And <laughs> nice. I was getting dinosaur books every week, and I remember I remember when I was about uh, it was, I think it was like eighty nine or so when Jurassic Park first came out, the novel. And uh, we were in Walden Books, my mom and I, and I pointed it out. I wanted the book, and my mom like, that's a big kid's book. <laughs> so... Oh, crushing dreams. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it was, here, let me find the kid kitty dinosaur books for you, which, you know, so it was basically from there I kind of forgot about it. And then in 92, 93, I saw the poster for, I think, a friend and I were seeing Aladdin in theaters or something like that, and I saw the Jurassic Park poster, and so uh, I told my mom when I got home, and we started barking down the days and whatnot, and, you know, I think I think the big surprise came when we went to Toys R Us one time for one week. I ended up getting a young T-Rex, uh, the, the brown one, and, and, and a Robert Muldoon figure. He came home, and I was really happy and really excited. <laughs> And then we saw Jurassic Park in theaters, so I was about eight or nine around then anyway, so it was kind of just basically it it culminated in that, and then I started really following the series more as I got older. I I actually did eventually read the first first and second novel, and it was when I was in fifth grade. I read the second novel first because it was a birthday present, and it came out right there, and then I read the first novel. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went back and and saw the differences between both the film and the movie or the film and the novel and the just I loved it. I really did. I, I I I really felt like it was like our version of Star Wars for the nineties, I guess. Yeah. So Yeah, like that age nine, ten that is that prime time. Um my son's sort of that age now with um Fallen Kingdom and Jurassic World and next year Dominion. So He's, uh, he's loving everything that Mattel's putting out, even if I don't on some things. But being that being that right age is definitely definitely a, a good thing. Yeah. And then uh, that you mentioned the Lost World, the film coming out. Then we had uh, the fun that was Jurassic Park Three. It come and gone, and then uh, it started getting a bit quiet. We uh, had um, news, rumors, the sales script, all that sort of stuff. But uh, around that time, you're working on some uh, some websites, fan sites. Yeah, I uh, I, I found the community in uh, 2000, and I was like, after the whole Y2K thing and whatnot, I just was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of blurred that out a little bit. I didn't like it, <clears throat> but uh, I found I found a site called InGenNet, and it was kind of one of the first Jurassic Park fandom communities out there. And they had a forum, but they didn't have anything for, like, a fan fiction 
group or anything like that. And I was real big in fan fiction then. I mean, I, I just it was like it was like yeah, I can write. Look at this. <laughs> My writing was horrible. <laughs> I had I had no concept of grammar or anything. I was your typical fifteen year old there yeah. with that, just highly enthusiastic but ready to do ready to do everything. And um, most so, people's writing does start out that way. I remember some of my first writing. I look back at with cringe. Yeah. <laughs> some of your ideas lose their charm too. <laughs> My writing was that bad, I was just blatantly copying paragraphs out of the novels. <laughs> <laughs> just to make up gaps. Yeah. I've I, I've tried to emulate Crichton's style a little bit and even in my writing back then just so that I had I worked towards it basically. So I, I, I mean I do a little writing now off to the side for my own personal projects, but I haven't I haven't really invested into anything in a long time, especially Jurassic Park fan fiction wise, even though I kind of want to play with some of the new stuff now since we've since we've gotten uh, like, you know, the Masrani global site and everything else with Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom and Dinosaur Projection Group and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, no, it's funny you uh, you mentioned InGen that David will talk in a couple weeks ago when we realized that uh, Lost Dash World was no longer online. Oh, so we thought <laughs> something did survive there, but um, just fan sites back then. I I remember in GenNet, uh, a couple others. I was going through my hard drives the other day and actually found one fan site that had. Uh, it must have been a couple of weeks or a month or so before the release of Jurassic Park Three, because there was articles and interviews with Kathleen Kennedy and uh, Joe Johnson with uh, how it was working on the film and their excitement for the fans and the world seeing Jurassic Park Three, <laughs> and just a, just a time capsule of. Uh, having a page without ads all over it and just the links to uh, Dan's JP3 page and Ingenet and some of the other fan pages as well. Um, but as you said, that was that was all mainly forums, uh, members and fans talking to each other. Uh, they seemed to lack the uh, encyclopedia side of things. Well, what ended up happening was that at Ingenet with the uh, fan fiction forum, we started asking a lot of questions. Because a group of writers started actually kind of like, oh, yeah, I really like this idea, but what was on Nublar? What was on Sorna? Dogson says there's 15 species, but it's different than what it was in the novels. There's a lot of differences between the novels and the films. So that was kind of where the encyclopedia started, because I basically sat down and I watched the films on repeat, <laughs> ruining my personal enjoyment of them, at times, so that I could make it a, make this huge list of everything I saw in there, so that I could just get to the bottom of everything and try to figure things out. And then I started going over the like you know the making of books, and it was like it it became a full time job, hmm. and um being 15 at the time and then, you know, a forum moderator at the time and, you know, on the board, uh, on the internet board and doing the encyclopedia, I actually felt like I was, I felt like I was doing something good. And I think that was the most important thing of it was that I was making a difference and, and whatnot with it. And I felt then like I do now with the encyclopedia, I wanted to create kind of like an academic environment for it for us to go over things and talk about things. And, and, you know, we have things like research, our research protocol on peer review 
elements where we fact check just to make sure that we're not, you know, huffing, <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid or huffing the, hu- huffing the glue too heavily. <laughs> or doing what, was, doing what would become Jurassic Wiki and <laughs> just random and sometimes not uh, true stuff. Right. The headcanoning thing, I mean, yeah. it was kind of... We started with that a little bit. And then we eventually realized that that was at really bad. And, and there was a lot of people in the group that disagreed, of course, and then separated off and just stopped, you know, all together. And it was just me. I cleaned house a little bit with it. And, you know, we sat down and it was like, you know, every every so often we would have like this invasion of head cannons again where we'd have to reevaluate <laughs> everything and, and go back to the drawing board and go, okay, wait. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get that idea from and why <laughs> you know i i think one of the i think one of the one of the thing things that's really famous in the in the fandom now and that's been perpetually uttered and, and david hates this is the jp3 rex being the infant from lost world <laughs> and i you're right i do hate it yeah and and all all that conversation started off was Hey, you know, there's a remote possibility that actually might be the infant from Lost World. Huh, isn't that interesting? Well, we could put it as a factoid of the article or whatever. And then when we realized that it was like, oh, people are taking this as gospel, that's bad. (laughs) So we took it out. (laughs) Because it's like, no, we don't know. That is the answer. We do not know. This is some male T-Rex that just wandered in and, and picked a fight with the Spinosaurus. Mm-hmm. So, it's... There's been miscommunication and, and missteps with it that I'm... I reluctantly look back at and go, ah, but we learned something from it. And we correct... And, and now, I think I think we we make a more concentrated effort in trying to basically identify fact over headcanon and whatnot and try to definitely separate ourselves from the headcanon as much as possible. So. Mm. So it was all your fault. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That that, that sounds like my ex right there with everything. (laughs) If the sun rose three seconds a little bit later, she was angry with me for it. So everything is my fault. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> that's why I'm not married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, uh, that's that. And David, we've talked to about the uh, the Raptors on the SS Venture and other sort of stuff like that. Which I remember reading that in some fanfic. I don't know if it was in Gen Net or somewhere back in the day that um, someone wrote that in there. And of course, now everyone thinks those Raptors on the boat or um, yeah, just yeah, that long, one. That one's... One I've argued with so many people about, and they're like, but why do you have a problem with them? Like, because it's so wrong. We have a right answer here. It's the T-Rex. It's always been the T-Rex. There's no raptors. There's never been raptors. Raptors never even been on the table. You know, and it's like, but it's just fun. Here's the kicker with that. It's even stated in the film that they only brought the T-Rex back on the boat. Yes. It says (laughs) there's several facts in the film that say there's nothing, no raptors. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, you have you have the, the concept art, you have the script, you have <laughs> well, two <laughs> scripts, like, the novelization. Scripts. It 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 is a plethora of 
things that say nothing about raptors on the boat. And and here here's the kicker with that. If you actually think it was velociraptors on the boat and they just magically jumped off while the boat's at full speed, <laughs> ramming into a dock, first, that's a magical, magical belief. I mean, you know, raptors are smart, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're that smart. And then we have another component with that where it would be a tease for the next film, don't you think? Yeah. You know, kind of like Godzilla 98 showing the baby Godzilla at the, <laughs> the end of everything. I mean, come on. It's, 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 it's a sequel. It's a potential sequel idea. Why would they, why would they not show it? Mm. So. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think they fashioned some paragliders, or parasails and sailed off the boat. Before it hit. Maybe, they <laughs> Maybe they discovered teleportation technology. They stole it from the Asgard and Stargate or something. I don't. <laughs> nice. I um. I still love the 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 one of uh, Nick was on there and just murdered everyone. But again, fan fanfic head cannon. And you do you do bring up a good point about the head cannonness of uh, everything before. Um, I've got I'm sort of having an argument with one person online with. Uh, the difference between the novel and the film for Jurassic Park mainly, and he's sort of headstrong that if you don't see it or uh, it's not mentioned in Jurassic Park, the film, then the novel completely explains explains it and back and forth. And I think uh, just letting people know that, okay, you're, you're saying one thing, it's not proven fact or anything, you can say it, but make sure it's marked speculation or what have you, not yeah. fact. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That 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 was kind of the. Uh, I, I kind of ran in ran into something with when we were discussing the differences between the brachiosaurus and Jurassic Park three, and Jurassic Park, and you know a part of us were on the idea of because of the with the Velociraptors it's pretty obvious that they're a different version altogether, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the evidence for version numbers is that it's basically there it's just a hidden detail we don't really see it we don't but if you listen to the way the characters talk about the dinosaurs being software you know that they're building of course it's, it, the, that, that's where the evidence is but the thing with the brachiosaurus is that we were all dead set on it actually being sexually dimorphic so we thought they were all males in Jurassic Park 3 where now we kind of look back at that, at least I do, and I go, maybe they were a different version number two, hmm. you know. So it's not. It's. It, the, I, I've gotten. I've gotten accustomed to, accustomed to a lot of the answers being I don't know or we don't know enough being the acceptable an- answer because to say otherwise is kind of cheating, you know. It's it's getting somebody's hopes up in order for it to be proven false. Mm-hmm. In, in the end, possibly, it, I, I approach it like a science, more or less. So true, and part of that science is also again being that there's not always a catch-all answer to these kind of things. Like exactly. the, take the brachiosaurus, for instance. At one point, the sexual dimorphism was the catch-all answer. Oh, this is a yep. different version sexual dimorphism and then it became the version numbers once we started looking back into the movies discovering the little kind of details that we they don't explicitly mention in the movies but you can see are still there holdovers from the book or in previous scripts and stuff like that that Crichton wrote and so it kind of became version numbers and nowadays it's like um it's the 
nothing in Jurassic World is natural. That's kind of the catch-all answer that the fans take take and run with. And now you got a different, you got something even slightly different from the previous. And it's obviously, oh, it's that's woos. Uh, Not everything in Jurassic World is natural. And it's just there's no such thing as a catch-all answer. And there's many different layers, many different kind of intents and everything like that that goes into the creation of these movies. And I think that that can't be ignored in favor of a catch-all answer. Well, and I think the other, I think the other thing too is that a lot of people like a catch-all answer there because it answers everything, mm-hmm. yeah, true. even if it doesn't. I mean, it's 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 less complicated. It's it's basically straightforward. Yes, this is a catch-all. Yep, yep. I'll, I'll believe that. Yep, yep, yep. And they <laughs> run with, it, which is a problem because it. Nobody wants to think critically about things and whatnot. I mean, <laughs> fiction. I mean, fiction is is one of those things where it's an art, but I mean, it's something where you can actually think critically about, you know, or you should be thinking critically about because there's mm-hmm. more to the story. Exactly. So, hmm. After Ingenet went down and everything, I ended up with uh, working with JP Database for a while, and I was basically doing the same thing I did at Ingenet before ending up with at odds with the administration because of the way they handled the new membership. Everybody was disenchanted when Jurassic Park 3 came out, so kind of an error in the community started to basically take hold is that if anybody came in with any kind of enthusiasm or whatever, they would be hazed or made fun of or tore down in order to get the newbie cage or whatever. And this was kind of the the catch-all attitude from 2001 on to about, I'd, I'd say, maybe even 2007, 2008. I'd not extend that to now. I still see in Facebook groups people either seeing JP3 for the first time or or maybe maybe that was their Jurassic Park. They were that nine or ten years old at that time, and that's the first one they've seen in theaters and coming online, coming into groups and discussing it and just yeah, having those people that are... That don't like it, and instead of just not commenting, uh, well, we've all seen right. what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of explosive. But I mean, the problem was was that the administration staff there, they didn't want to do what was needed, and I wanted to ban the people that were causing the problems. But um, one of the one of the administrators was, but they're veterans. I don't care if they're veterans. I don't care if they've been around since the. <laughs> Ass crack of dawn <laughs> today, <laughs> or the day, or, or even the Permian. I don't care. They're being jerks. They need to be held accountable. They need to be handed a warning and, and, and told, you know, sought off if, if they're going to continue that. Mm. Yep. So it just it was basically, it, it was a lot of back and forth. And then I eventually quit. I ended up. Uh, having no sight for a while. I, I took the encyclopedia with me. I just was basically like, you know what? I'm, I'm just done. This is the whole thing. My ex-girlfriend, uh, well, she became my ex-girlfriend. She was my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> she told, she's like, well, why don't you, you know enough. She's like, why don't you search your own site? Yeah. So that's where JPL came to be. It started off as Jurassic Park Movie Universe. I don't know. I wasn't 
I wasn't I wasn't really feeling the name <laughs> it wasn't really a good one. <laughs> so it was on GeoCities for a while and it was very very, very basic as I learned from like, you know, a site like Page Resource or W three schools on how to program, you know, for websites and whatnot. And I had I had done a lot of IT uh stuff while going through high school anyway, so it kinda helped. And then I actually went to school. I went to ITT for web design, and that was when I started to get a little bit better with it. And that's why JPL started to just magically get this facelift to it after a while. <laughs> but it was it was old school web programming. Like I will go to Notepad and I will code, and it will look great. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you see the disjointed tables, and then you're like, ah. <laughs> So it was a nice way for me to surrender from things around me in my life that I was kind of avoiding dealing with. Everything from the age of 15 on was just not really pleasant. My my parents ended up uh, divorcing because my mother had a very, uh, she had a drug problem. And um, I came online to kind of escape it because the way my life was going at the time was that it wasn't good. And I needed something to commit to, something just basically, just basically put myself in and and forget about everything for a while. And so that was kind of where I where I started, why I started Ninja, why I started with Ninja back in the day and whatnot. That was why I was writing in the first place. And then the encyclopedia became the mission and and everything else. So yeah, just bury your head in the the online. Um, online work in that. Yeah, and I mean there was there was some really bad stuff going on too. I mean it was my my teenage years were not pleasant, and I started to and that was also when I started experiencing symptoms of my mental illness that I got diagnosed with too. So and I thought I thought I could foolishly handle it, and I did for a while, except it wasn't really good. <laughs> <laughs> Building. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now at this point, you've uh, you've started your own site with Legacy um, after uh, going well, attaching it to uh, or attaching this encyclopedia anyway to other other sites. But uh, you mentioned before about other admins not wanting to kick out the trolls and that sort of thing. You got your own site with Legacy. What sort of environment did you want to set up or cultivate with the site when you were building it? I really wanted it to be a welcome and inclusive environment. Everybody felt welcome. Everybody respected each other. I figured. I figured there was. There, I noticed a lot of the problem is that nobody was courteous or nobody practiced civility. I should say. And I mean, it was like even in discussions and things like that, it, it, they always get heated, and then the insults start flying and everything like that. I'm guilty of that myself a little bit. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> what are you stupid? <laughs> yes, I, 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 I've, I've not had a few. <laughs> I've not had many proud moments. <laughs> so, but the problem was was that I just wanted. I the main thing I wanted to convey was that everybody, everybody was welcome. Everybody was basically entitled entitled to dignity, and um, you know. The fighting kept going, though, and I found myself at odds with everybody being welcomed, with 
I have to ban this person now. Mm. And because this person's being rude to this other individual or, you know, and, and the problem with banishment is that people view, view it quite like capital punishment. And it's basically, you know, you don't give them the death penalty for jaywalking, for instance, which I understand. But in this case, you have somebody that's basically using various slurs and, and various insults that are, it's like, I, I can't believe, you know, it's like, how, why would you even say that? Yeah. So it came obvious to me that I had to be kind of the authoritarian, and I didn't really like that very much. And it kind of ran in conflict to basically the environment that I wanted. So... Yeah, and, that's the fine line you have to walk as an administrator. I remember, like, even starting groups or what have you like that. They always start as your sort of your living room, your land room, um, just for people to come discuss what uh, whatever topics the page is about. But then, of course, uh, disagreements, uh, all that sort of stuff starts, and you go from being one of the guys or whatever else in the group to uh, having to start throwing that band hammer around, and that's when. Mm-hmm. Just the ritual and the, the anger that some people have towards uh, unfavorable things in the franchise, they just turn it straight onto you, and it's uh, it's pretty hard and pretty uh, not a good thing to uh, have to deal with anyway. If that's from personal opinion here, but or personal experience. And the other thing is is that for me, I mean, I remember, and we've talked some of on this subject um, previously about how. I first found Jurassic Park Legacy, I think, in 2005 or six or so, when it had just gotten its own screen name. And I remember the encyclopedia being actually part of the main page. I didn't even know about the form itself. And it was a I list. A form. What's that? It was a list. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, it was. <laughs> I just remember I was 12 and thinking that a forum was a credits page, so I never even bothered to look at it. <laughs> but you were... You missed you missed a lot of explosive sort of uh, volatile sort of uh, fights. Then let's put it that way. <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> it it was you probably written like what did I walk in on and why? <laughs> Trust yeah, me, there I, were there were times I wanted to check out as well at that point. <laughs> I remember I joined in 2011 and. I remember um, it was the rule. There were rules. There were boundaries, and there were other times where it was just. I mean, I had a lot of fun. It was a great site. I loved it, and I remember that I once I became a moderator. We did have to draw that line between being the guy that wants to be everybody's friend, and there are times where you have to say, "Okay, guys, here's the line. Don't cross." And, of course, you always get that one or two people who got across the line to see what happens. And as you said, we we had a a, – I thought it was a very just uh, system. It was the infraction based, points based. If you got so many many infractions, they led to a temporary ban. But people always viewed banishment, like you said, as a permanent kind of um, situation, and they never really – used what we had on the forum was called an apology system. No, no one ever used it. I think maybe only a few people actually used the apology system. I I used it. Yeah, you used it. I know you 
but I know I know there were a couple couple others that it was like I told them about it. Mm-hmm. But see the reason the reason the rules were as stringent as they were was we had a lot of trouble with trolls in the beginning that would actually try to reference the rules as a way to find a loophole so they could escape the ban. So the problem was was that both the uh, lead administrator, my, my co-web at the time, and I, we had to find a way to word the rules in such a way that was vague enough but also covered everything. So that was why why there were so they, they were so stringent as they were, was we were trying to basically cut off the people that were trying to find a loophole. But gotta love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You can still people still see people doing that like our politicians today still do that. Well, it's oh, not against the rules. Like no, but it's just common decency. Like right, <laughs> you know. And 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 that was that was the line with the rules that we had was that we had to actually find a way to actually enforce common decency. And that's just it's it's something that you you can't really enforce because it's something that has to be taught. You know. And, yeah. and it's like, where do we draw the line with that? Because we should have to teach them how to treat each other, treat each other amicably. <laughs> we, this, this should be common. Hey, you know, if you say something that's kind of mean, you know, don't don't be surprised if you know that person's very uh, uncourteous with you. You know, I mean, but I, I think I think the biggest the biggest issue is that. Because of everything that was going on with the 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 aggressive and unfriendly attitudes and whatnot, is that it basically the site had developed a negative point of view, being too strict. And so, what other what they would do was that they're you know when the troll would get banned or whatever, they would send their friends to come in and fight their battles for them and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And of course, we ban the we ban the troll, you know, <laughs> just because it's like, oh come on, seriously. You know, how many of you people are going to climb out of a clown car this time? Come on. So, yeah. But I started to I started to lose myself because any optimism for the fandom basically was ripped from me because I was constantly fighting the trolls. And I mean it was it was never ending. And then I had my own personal demons in my own life that I was dealing with that wasn't really on you know but it just eventually it ended it ended up being this unyielding and unending torment for me where i wasn't enjoying myself anymore and i felt obligated to leave the site going because i know there were a lot of people then that you know referenced and used it and, and and believed in the mission still and and you know they're they were enthusiastic i know david you were you were enthusiastic still. <laughs> but, I mean, it was... that That's what kept me going for a while. That's what saved me from just basically just being done. And there were a couple times that I had actually taken breaks and things like that. I know from... I know some stuff that was basically forced on me that I ended up for a brief time in, in 2008 to 2010... And that was when I lived in Nevada and all those terrible things happened to me after my mom died. Mm. And then I tried again after that, 
I think it was like maybe 2012, 2013 or so. That was right, right when I got my diagnosis of being schizoaffective. Um, and that was around the time that I actually tried to back away and everything. And then we, that was when we also found out about that, uh, non-cancerous tumor in my head too, that had to be operated on. So there was, there was a lot of time there that, you know, I started having all that. I had all that vitriol for me build up because it just, it was, it was the trolls kind of killed it for me. But I mean, at the same time, I also had my own struggles too. And I don't think a lot of people realized the struggles that I was going with offline at the time that I was fighting back. Yeah. So. I don't, yeah. That's it. And then, unless you're, um, you're showing your whole personal life online at the same time. Um, it is a, it is a separate world, personal life and the online uh, persona or online life, um, yeah. and all that sort of stuff starts to build up. And you've alluded to some things before, uh, some of the things that uh, start creeping in around this time as well. Um, but it was around it was around when did Legacy shut down? Around 2012, 13. It was about 20. It was about a year after Jurassic World came out. Oh, and newer. Now, Not soon. I uh, I looked at it, and it was after my surgery. So, and the surgery, I was really touching down. Um, my dad was really, really worried. He didn't leave my side at at times, aside for work, because he had to. But otherwise, it was like he was in the hospital room after work. And um, you know, with it affecting my mental health and everything as well too he's like you need to you need to separate yourself and I'm like but the encyclopedia and then there's so many people dependent on it and then he just looked at me and went you need to separate yourself and I'll never forget that conversation Hmm. and then I was talking to my therapist about it he's like well I was going to say something but you were going to listen to me I'm like (laughs) well I'm paying to listen to you of course I need to listen to you (laughs) So, so he's like, you need to shut it down. You need to find some way to just cut it off, step away from it gradually and whatnot. So that was kind of the reason why JPL ended up shutting down was because it was actually in part due to my mental health and my physical health at the time as well. And, you know, I, I admit recovering from that surgery has not been a cakewalk. I still have problems that like I still deal with as a result till my body is completely healed. So, but it, it's really hard to heal when you're ready to go to war every six seconds because somebody's being a jerk. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, um, I'll raise my little white flag here. I, I remember back then, I think, uh, I think it was posted on Jurassic Park, the group at the time that legacy was closing down. And I remember being pretty irate about it and I shouldn't have been just, the fact that it was getting closed down and I think I spent the next week screen capping and saving every page that I, that I wanted to or that I could on the, on the legacy just to keep a piece of it for myself but I, I do remember uh, first ranting pretty hard about it until realising uh, that it probably wasn't the best thing so I do apologise for that uh, again, no, not, not knowing what I was going on in the background but I'm sure I wasn't the only one and it probably wouldn't have helped at the time with uh, what you're going through and then Deciding to step away from it and having idiot fans uh, 
going at you for taking the, the resource away. Or I understand down. why people were upset. Because it had become a large part of their lives. Like, it was a large part of mine. I was upset, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't show it, but, yeah, I, I was... I, I, I wasn't doing good inside. Yeah. I started getting really erratic a little bit when I went to shut it down as well, too, which did not help. <laughs> yeah, and I, for that 14-year gap, too, there wasn't... Dan's the JP Free page come and went. Some other, I'm sure some other sites come and went, too, as... Uh, the news yeah, for yeah. Jurassic Park 4 sort of dwindled and then Spielberg would get it there every now and then and say, oh, we're working on a script or we're doing this or doing that. But from memory, and I haven't fact-checked, so I'm probably not <laughs> correct, but Legacy probably was the the Jurassic place to be for a lot of that time. Yes, um, it was. From yeah. from about 2003 to about 2016 when I shut it down, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I mean... I, I, I micromanaged a lot too, so there the, that was definitely <laughs> that was definitely part of the problem as well, because I wanted I had this like this perfectionist edge with me, where I wanted to oversee everything and make sure everything was all right, and everybody was accountable, and and everything was getting done, and and we were working towards something, we were working towards the goal, and then it was like oh well the membership's acting up, okay well step in on that too, and. And 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 <laughs> micromanage that mess as well. <laughs> so. And I would say that honestly, that's almost like something that can be. I mean, you could almost call it the curse of JP Legacy, just because even I started getting that way at, at one point where I was kind of some somewhat heading co-heading the uh, the encyclopedia and i was being i was getting really into the in-house role-playing game we had live the legend and i was just like demanding perfection and i was demanding (laughs) absolute canon follow and it it just became this thing where everybody everybody became running to you like david's out of control he's trying to control everything (laughs) and i remember that i remember the times we were in the irc chat and uh, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. And then four hours later, I'm still up because I wasn't on my beds at that time. And you're browsing the forum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was the other doing what I do. Thing. I, I was, I have insomnia problems, so now, I'm always up till four a.m. browsing <laughs> something. You were the thing is, you, is though. This just it just became an unhealthy thing with me. I wasn't at there was a point where I was skipping classes because I thought some shit show was gonna go down <laughs> on the forum or something and it was just unhealthy and it I got ended up being banned and I think that I think that was better better for me to just be forcibly stepped away, uh, forcibly removed from the forum for a couple months just to kind of put myself back together. Intervention. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I regretted, I regretted having that, having that go through for you because I know it was end of the world, but it was like, how do you deprive the addict of <laughs> 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 what they're addicted to? You have to starve them from it a little bit. And exactly. Yeah. Right. And it's also the issue too with just how radically some groups or forums and that grow. You start something out, you have a focus, you have a goal, and all that sort of thing, but as stuff gets bigger and you need to bring, or 
it, you choose to bring other people in to help. Yes, you could lay down some ground rules to say this is how things are going to roll and all that sort of stuff, but people are going to act their own way. Some are going to dig dig in harder than others, and before you realise it, you've lost you've lost your baby, <laughs> you lost control. Yeah. Well, I mean the other the other issue in this is too, and I don't mention it as much as I used to, is the fandom's politics, mm-hmm. and there's surprisingly a lot. You, you've got your groups, you've got your cliques, and and you know you, you've got your really exclusive clubs and things like that. I've I've noticed there's still some people out there that still do some things that I kind of just look at and go, that's not cool. (laughs) But, you know, I kind of, with Pedia, the plan was, was that basically I miss doing the encyclopedia. I miss having something that I can wake up, look at, work on a little bit if I feel up to it, and then forget about it for the rest of the day, if I need to. And thankfully, (laughs) barring a few issues that we've had, which weren't really that bad because we handled them like, you know, a snap of a finger, um, I feel we have a well-oiled cog. Could be a little bit more active at times, but whatever. I feel less like Crowley from Supernatural when it came to hell. (laughs) 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 He hates that place. Yes, he does. (laughs) I felt... (laughs) I... As much as I love JPL, I hated it, too. Because there was always something, there was always a problem, there was always an embarrassment to be had. I remember showing prospective employers, and they would see that stuff. And I would have to, basically, I, I, I wouldn't get hired as a result. And it was very disconcerting, because I was trying to remake my life and make it better build up for it and then you know i i think i think i think what the big the big thing was was that you know in 2012 2013 when i when i was trying to go back to school i was trying to go back to school for paleontology which has been my overall end game basically and um that was also when i had my full-on psychotic break and ended up in the hospital for a suicide attempt and uh, that was when I was also diagnosed with uh, schizoaffective depression, PTSD, and anxiety. And um, it was it was hard to understand because I always knew I had problems, I guess. But now I had proof that I had problems. <laughs> and I had even more proof that I needed medication for that problem because doing it myself was not helping. And I mean, a lot of my anger was erratic at times. And I do recall looking back and going, yeah, I I, I did some things that I do regret and said things that I did regret and had fights with people that I should have had fights with. Mm. And and I do feel bad about all that. I think that was also what, what led my mom down her path of drug use, though, was she had because my dad, my dad, my dad's mentally healthy mostly but in reality he is he's he's mentally healthy he's in a healthier place he doesn't have half the crap that i have he doesn't have depression he 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 tells me it's like he's like don't think about it (laughs) so i'm like i can get not (laughs) so 
you know, it's one of those things, though, but my mom, she had the anger. She had the hallucinations. She see, saw the things that I used to see and whatnot. Now, we used to have group hallucinations at some point because we'd see it. We'd fool each other into it. And, and that was the... That was the problem, was that we were both sick and we didn't realize it. And then when she ended up completing suicide, I was at odds with what to do with myself. You know, it was like the whole world basically ended then. And even though we weren't seeing eye to eye anyway. And I started to suspect even then, but I kind of denied it. And I just kept going with it because I thought I could actually fix it myself because I didn't trust anybody, and, and, and there was that element as well, too. So when I got my diagnosis and I got on my meds and I started seeing the difference and whatnot in things, and, and that, was, that was also when I started to realize that JPLSS was, while it was a coping mechanism, it was also unhealthy for me. It was an unhealthy coping, coping mechanism at that time for me. So but I know, I know it meant a lot to everybody. And I hope Jurassicpedia carries on that spark, I guess, that JPL had, at least with the information resource aspect of it. Well, and, what do you do differently with Pedia now that you didn't do with uh, Legacies Encyclopedia? Well, um, I don't micromanage as much. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe maybe not as much, but still a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the big thing is that I decided against a forum. Mm. And the reason being is that I always had so much trouble with our forum, with JPL's forum in the past, where I was basically at odds with it, where I wanted to get rid of it. And part of the problem with part of the problem with JPL was that I couldn't probably do away with the forum on it and just focus on the encyclopedia without somebody going, ah, the site sucks now, or whatever. And and constantly going back to the original benchmark and looking at the new thing and go, Well, the new thing's worse, or whatever. I felt like what I needed was that we had a clean slate. So I think that's helped immensely as well, is that Pedia has has a clean slate, and um, I mean, it, I, I gradually softened. I feel like maybe we are missing dialogue for basically working on the encyclopedia itself with recruiting people, and 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 that was why I eventually, you know, talked to you, David, about forming the Facebook groups. Like we have our public discussion group and then we have the contributor group where we can all mm -hmm. kind of talk to each other and then we have our Facebook chat that we always have a, just in order to pop a new information you know headline blah 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 mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, I feel the groups are I feel the groups are healthier because we, we, we gatekeep a little bit just to make sure that we're bringing in people that aren't going to basically ruin it. <laughs> well, the other thing is that, I mean, like with the with the chat as well, I do feel like, yeah, we do get off topic a lot, yeah. but we at the same time do kind of keep it on the topic of Jurassic Park. Unless I'm talking about Transformers. 
Unless What's I'm that? talking about Transform- unless I'm talking about Transformers or you're talking <laughs> about ponies. <laughs> but at the same time, I do feel like the chat and the less so the contributors group, but I, I wish it was more active. But the chat does uh, encourage a lot of communal discussion between the main contributors to the encyclopedia. And I think that it helps us get a good consensus of what everybody thinks about it, about the topics that we bring up. Like just recently, we just were talking about the moon phase difference in the Camp Cretaceous cartoon versus what we see in the final film. And we all come to a consensus. Well, the film, the film should take precedence over the cartoon. Right. Obviously. It's, it's, it's also artistic as well, because I mean, it's, exactly. it's, the the example that I cited was Titanic. The star constellation patterns and the moon phase at the time in that movie doesn't match up with what was actually going on. And I feel to Chris Tyson pointed it out to James Cameron. James Cameron's like, "Give me a break. I'm 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 just I thought it looked cool, you know." <laughs> so so I mean we have to kind of draw a line with that whenever we're we're doing the encyclopedia with things like that and go. What's for artistic interpretation and what is for the actual fictional, canonical sort of thingamajig? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, let, let's let, let's take a break and, 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 and look at that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really happy with the way the public groups turned out because I s- seem to think that we've got a really good bunch of members that, you know... They answer the entrance questions. They agree to the rules. I think they're they're really you know engaged because we have these gatekeeping things up front in order to kind of basically encourage people to come in, and then some of our policies as well too. Because I I like a pro pro science pro intellectual group mm-hmm. in that way because there's so many groups now that are basically against that or don't have a guideline for you know, that. And I brought it up to you, I think, the other night, how it's interesting that because we kind of have this thing where we only let people in if they answer all the questions, we we kind of cultivate this kind of attitude where, I mean, I don't want to say it in a negative way, but I I think it's positive because we cultivate this attitude where people are more inclined to actually have a thoughtful discussion Exactly, and and I think that that's created an environment where we don't have any fights. I don't think I've broken up only I've broken up maybe one fight since we started this group, and it's been up for probably almost a year, at least a year or two, probably two years at this point. Yeah, and this is this is how a site should run. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Remember JPL. Total dumpster fire. This, not so much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it's important that we have these things. And I mean, there, there's a right way to do, do elitism and whatnot, and there's a wrong way to do it. But I mean, it's, it's like everybody is, yes. Bottom line, everybody is welcome. Just follow the policies and don't be an ass. Mm. You know? So. Yeah, just have that, as we're talking earlier about headcanons and trying to find answers for things in the films having healthy discussion and sort of discussing your points of view uh whether whether it fits in the films whether it doesn't all that sort of 
stuff's fantastic to see in a group and be a part of, as opposed to cat memes or <laughs> some of the <laughs> other weird and wacky stuff that people think it's appropriate to post into a Jurassic group. But, uh... Yeah, that... That, no. <laughs> I, I don't miss uh, moderating uh, Jurassic Park the group precisely for that reason. <laughs> There's just more and more people think it's just acceptable to share their posts to every group that they're part of, no matter what the, uh, su- the subject of the group is. I... Yeah, I I remember I remember seeing a lot of the posts coming in on that. And I just I just would sit there and shake my head. I would be like, really, <laughs> you're you're going to do that? <laughs> we we had someone try and share their wedding video the other day. Not Jurassic at all. Nothing, nothing. Not even the Jurassic theme walking down the aisle. Just hundred percent nothing Jurassic themed, and they're posting the video in the group. What? No <laughs> yep. Jurassic Park theme when they're walking down the aisle. <laughs> no. I mean. I know that's going to be my... I, I, my wife isn't going to get a say in that. She's going to be... We're doing the Jurassic Park theme go, walking down the aisle. I, I mean, some of the memes aren't bad, but I mean, when it's when it's nonsensical slogans attached to idiot pictures of domestic animals, <laughs> you kind of get to a point where it's like, how does this deal with a dinosaur? And how does this relate to Jurassic Park at all? Yeah. And I'll mention it here. Stop posting the video of the giraffe chasing the jeep. I'm over. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And, 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 and the other tired meme of can it get any worse? Jurassic can. Come on. Oh my god, that that one. <laughs> you post that again? I'm banning you. <laughs> you should understand that has been around with you had one job, Phil. Yeah. Yep. That one. Yep, the Pope, Both of the those Pope and the Frill. <laughs> Watch, I'll probably be trolled now with everybody sending it in. But, you know, just, just, just to test the fences and see what happens. Well, let's say it's not... <laughs> oh, Roland, I'd love to know where we are. Going forward, I mean, what is the kind of the something you want to achieve with Pedia? finish the encyclopedia (laughs) (laughs) I mean it'll never be finished but I mean at least get it along to the point where we were with JPL to a point where there was a section for everything and we're working on updating the sections versus creating new ones as much Hmm. I mean we've got Camp Cretaceous which Matt has done remarkable work with getting the entries out he's been pumping them out a lot (laughs) He he's been doing fantastic. I, I'm really happy with with his work this time, and I know Christian's working on upgrading the entries to make it a little bit more inclusive. We're going to be working on um, I know with the timeline, we're going to be working on uh, entering in more sources for that for people that are questioning where are we getting this from, and it's usually. The reason why is because it's a global thing, so we use the Masaranin Global site, um, Dinosaur Protection Group, things like that. And and since it's referenced throughout the site, it's on the works cited page, but it's not actually within the article. So hopefully we're getting we're getting that. We're going to relook at that uh, kilobet, uh, uh theory. <laughs> <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is something that I think is definitely going to be up for further discussion. I know there's 
an article written in a uh, blog that you sent me that it was basically they even name dropped me as one of the or- originators of this and spreaders of the idea. Yep. Andreas and Park Legacy. And it was just, I mean, it does have things going for it, but it also has a lot of cons. And I think it's just laying down those pros and cons visually that I think we're going to have to just take a step toward and really reassess, okay, how do we classify it? What do we say? How much of it do we just admit we don't know? You know, I mean, all that, you know? My and I'm I'm thinking. Well, you saw my first option in in the contributor forum for it. That's kind of yeah. where I with it. Um, that that that's kind of your uh, JP three JP three Rex being the baby from Lost World mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing there. But no, it, I, I can see why people w- would have issue with that and why, why they've been running with it as much as they have. So it, it's, it's definitely something to talk about and discuss and try to get out there because on one hand, you have Crichton wanting a Deinonychus-sized Velociraptor, which, you know, and then on the other hand, it's like, oh, wow, we happened to find one within the area too, but it wasn't mm-hmm. in 1999. So... Or 2000 or whatever. So yeah, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> I would also goes into the is the Jurassic Park Raptors Utah Raptor or a, a Dakota Raptor or do we stick with it being Deinonychus because that's what we have evidence for with concept art and in film evidence and all the other evidence that is intended to be uh, Deinonychus or do we go with what Jurassic World's apparently doing where it's Again, a Deinonychus-sized uh, Velociraptor, or do we? I mean, it's just you know that that, oh, that God, is, these, rap, that these is, raptors that are, are the of, new maps. That is my problem with the Jurassic World stuff is that I kind of basically glanced over that without actually going, "Oh, yeah, we we did that." Oops. <laughs> it, it, it's these, more these like, raptors like, are the new maps. Yeah, Terry and yeah. Terry knows what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> The the maps are the the maps were one of the big contention points on JPL back when we created them because the Nublar one I uh, I created in MS Paint or recreated in MS Paint and remember how I said that I have a diagnosis <laughs> well. Yeah, that that that's pretty evident because uh, let me tell you, working pixel by pixel and 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 yeah, that that was a good way to spend my summer. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also probably why the girlfriend left me. <laughs> hey, coming to bed, honey? One more pixel, dear, and then I'll be done. <laughs> One hundred pixels later. Why aren't you in bed? Oh, I was supposed to be in bed. Lot outside. What's the sun coming up for? <laughs> oh wait, it's five a.m. Holy crap! <laughs> hey, you la- you guys are laughing. That was literally me doing my uh, worker village map. <laughs> just yeah. just going frame by frame through the movie, and and uh, recreating it in Microsoft Paint. 
Yeah, that was yeah. You you did the exact thing I did, except on a smaller scale. It wasn't. <laughs> well, no. I mean, it could be. Yeah, I, actually, yeah. It was. It was basically the same thing. <laughs> I tried to make you feel better, but I decided not to. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh, for me, it was the operations building. Just drawing the uh, yeah, the operations building in paint, looking straight oh. on. Several oh, different versions. <laughs> maybe maybe not so much late at night. I do <laughs> not I do not envy you at all then on that one. Mm. <laughs> My favorite one was when somebody gave me a visitor center map and I sat down and looked Ooh. at it and it took me about five minutes to look at it and go, You did this wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, you 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 trust me, you did this wrong. Let me show you. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you seen the movie kind of question comes up? It's in the film. It's uh, it's somewhere over a billion. I'm not sure. I lost count after my first five. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, fantastic. Um, we appreciate all the hard work that you and the crew is doing behind the scenes um, for Jurassicpedia. And love to personally thank you for sticking with the fandom after the legacy and sort of giving you this uh, legacy 2.0 in Pedia and everything, everything it holds for the future. I really hope it's a worthy successor and, and you know, honestly, working working on man, just basically integrate writing entries about the media and whatnot has been very therapeutic for me as well, too, because it allows me to just basically focus on the st- uh, uh, on everything, you know, the franchise as it is and, and, and look at the can- canons and the continuities that exist and, and, and actually enjoy them instead of fighting with people perpetually <laughs> into <laughs> infinity and beyond. <laughs> I will say that as one of your best friends, I have definitely noticed that since the shutdown of Jurassic Park Legacy and having that break, you have become mentally in a much better place, and I think that it's been very helpful for you to get right back on the tra- on, get back on the right track. You know, <laughs> you you can say I'm less of an a hole now than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Your words, but not not mine. <laughs> I have my moments still, though. You know that. You're much more manage- manage- You're much more easier to convince when when you're you got a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I've noticed that I have bad ideas a lot less frequently sometimes. That too, yes. Depending, because I mean, there was really there was some really bad ideas that I had with managing the forum too. I kind of regret that. <laughs> I have a theory that there are two kinds of boys: there are those that want to be astronomers and those that want to be astronauts. The astronomer, the paleontologist, gets to gets to study these amazing things from a place of complete safety. But then you never get to go into space. Exactly. It's the difference between imagining and seeing, be able to touch them. Let's take a moment and uh, have a look at some retail therapy to help with uh, with all that. Um, Terry, we didn't ask during the interview, but uh, what, are you, what are you collecting? Do you collect any of the figures... Uh, whether it's uh, the the Canna stuff of old, the Mattel stuff now, statues, props, uh... it's it's well, I for Hasbro stuff, I pretty much have 
everything. <laughs> um, I'm thinking I, I'm missing maybe a few pieces of certain things, but I mean, mostly everything is, it's like Jurassic Park, Lost World, Jurassic Park 3, Chaos Effect, JP Dinosaurs, all variations of those and, and whatnot. Hasbro stuff is basically done. So, the problem was, was that when Jurassic World came out, the, uh, toys were less than um, stellar. So, <laughs> freaking Hasbro. <laughs> you know, you know, actually that American Dad, damn you Hasbro. Yeah, that, 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 that was what I was doing. So, <laughs> when Mattel got the license, I was basically like, okay, look, I'll probably get a few of them just to see how it is and go from yeah, there. Right. Well, if you if I were to turn the camera on and or we were to take a picture, you would see that the Mattel figures have quite multiplied. <laughs> God, it's they're like, flourishing. Yeah, they're flourishing. <laughs> yes. So, so and and um, so I've been I, I'm hardcore back into it again. I guess I should say I'm I'm back with the Mattel toys. I'm getting them. I have. Hammond figure, I have my Nedry figure from the San Diego Comic Con, which I kind of enjoy a little too much. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, it's like Amber Collection, and, and yeah. So this week, because I like to do my toy hunts, I, I was out and I found a couple of Tac Pack figures finally. Uh, Target was nice enough to refresh their stock, and it's not the same old, same old. So I got the Camp Cretaceous Stygorphodon and the Primal Attack Purple Raptor, which kind of like. Mm-hmm. I know it's not canon, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, there are other things that I collect, like Transformers. Yep. I broke down and finally got uh, War for Cybertron and Siege Shockwave which I'm actually really happy with. I collect mostly Decepticons because, you know, I, I kind of am one. <laughs> you are evil. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Megatron more than I should. <laughs> You're almost as bad with Megatron as I am with Rainbow Dash. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. My, my, it, we call this a squish because that is my attraction to Megatron. I, I would basically... I, I tout the all-hail Megatron flag quite often. Mm-hmm. So I also uh, broke down, and um, I got a eBay. I noticed that they have the knockoffs of the MP3-6 Megatrons, mm-hmm. and about a year ago I got one. But the problem was that it had an unfortunate accident where the hip guards, uh, oh, the hip guard and the leg guard broke. So I finally got one ordered again, coming. So I'm looking forward to getting that. And then I kind of started something that I probably shouldn't have, but got my first NECA Predator figures over the last couple months. I've got the Jungle Hunter, which is awesome. I got the City <laughs> Hunter. I got Broken Tusk from the comics and the novels, the Shonda, as he's called. I've got the Fugitive Predator from the new film. So I've got four. I also got a fifth one kind of on the way, which is Wolf, the uh, Predator Cleaner from uh, ABPR. Which, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So, and I've got about four or five more that I want to get. <laughs> this is precisely why I didn't start collecting Xenomorph NECA figures. Because I would be down the same hole, but with the aliens. <laughs> you know, well, and, and then that, that, that is the problem. That is the problem. It's it's like, ooh, I like this Predator. Ooh, I like this Predator. Ooh, this one has a cool mask. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, and oddly, for whatever reason, since I've stopped collecting Star Wars, because there's Disney is kind of... My issue is that Disney has made the ability to collect it less economical because the prices have gone up. And if you want a decent quality vehicle... Uh, where it would be like 30 back in the day, it's now like 60. Mm. And the vintage collection figures, where they would be like 8 or 9 back in the day, they're now like 12 to $14 retail here, just saying. So I've been having a lot like really odd luck with vintage collection at Target when I go out for my hunts. I don't know what's going on. So I found a TVC Luke... I also found a, a Anakin Clone Wars and a Darth Maul. And, and I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> so I went ahead and, and brought them home. <laughs> <laughs> they looked sad on the shelf, so I was like, okay, well, you can you you can join. You can join the Decepticons. <laughs> They'll welcome you. Well, while um, we're off topic and on the, on the Star Wars front, David. Yes, um... <clears throat> Uh, when I was a kid, something I always loved was, uh, of course, I'm another Star Wars fanatic. Um, I loved Qui-Gon Jinn as a kid. He was kind of one of those uh, cool uh, Jedi Masters from the prequel trilogy. And so I always kind of really liked the design of his lightsaber. It's kind of sleek, kind of interesting. It's different, definitely. And so... Corbanth, who does, who creates, um, it's a website. He's a fan. Creates really cool, really accurate um, lightsaber replicas from all the movies, uh, from the prequels, the original trilogy, and the new movies. And so he had a he did a run of Qui Gon Jinn lightsabers back in February, and I missed it literally by one day. Oh, no. I'm not even joking. I waited for. That Friday for my um for my paycheck to come in and they sold out that Thursday and so since March I had been hunting for this lightsaber basically on and off I all I could find online was a was like either plastic chintzy 3D prints or um, master replica lightsabers which they sold for like five hundred dollars back then. These days they're like a thousand, if they, uh, probably usually more. And so I finally saw, found somebody selling one of their Corbant Qui Gon Jinn lightsabers on eBay for about two sixty ish, plus some shipping. And I snapped it up right away. I so that's uh, that's uh, in the pipeline to be delivered soon. Tomorrow, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I'm excited. Nice. We both checked our trackers multiple times within the last 20 <laughs> Oh, yes. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Six. <laughs> to be exact. I'm actually looking at my tracker right now. <laughs> <laughs> you have amazing self-control. 
<laughs> I have not. <laughs> any any Jurassic, any Mattel stuff, David, that's coming in? Um, no, unfortunately not. I've not been able to find time to get to Target or Walmart or any of the other places that I normally check. That's the thing with Walmart that I Walmart that I hate is that it has had the Dino Rivals stock perpetually for the last year. (laughs) (laughs) It's done it over with. Mine doesn't even have a Jurassic section. I've stopped looking there. It's just it's just disappointing. Every time I go in, I leave without with I leave empty-handed. So I just I knocked it off my list. I check Target and Meyer now mostly. Hmm. I need to get up to Meyer at some point to check it out. My Meyer usually gets a very good stock of pretty much everything. I, I, they saved my butt a couple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Well, I'll bring us back to Jurassic. <laughs> I got the uh, you mentioned before, Terry. I got the Amber Collection uh, Dilophosaurus finally come in, which I love it. I love it a lot. And also got a couple of Lego sets, the uh, the baby, like baby Triceratops breakout, I think it is, Wolves oh, nice. Lab, um, and the the egg spinner, which was one of the older sets from uh, Legends of Isla Nublar. So I got those two, and uh, previously well, building them at the moment. I'm I'm not allowed Legos because uh, there was an incident with my pirate Legos as I was growing up, and they were. Uh, Let's just say they were on the living room floor, and it was a nice little display. And then one night I heard crash, bang, boom, and ow, my oh. foot. <laughs> and, and I woke up, and, and there were no more Legos. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was told that if I ever owned another Lego again, it would be a cold day in hell. <laughs> well, I was banned from Legos. For similar reasons, it was uh, Star Wars Legos, and I had just completed the. It was the 2002 ATTE, uh, the one of the Star Wars tanks that came out with Attack of the Clones, <laughs> and I picked it up to show it to my parents, and it crumbled in my hands, and oh, I no. had a long profanity str- uh, <laughs> string of uh, swears to say, and. Suffice to say, my Legos were taken away from me. <laughs> they were stuck in the crawl space, and there they remain today. Well, I actually did find them. My dad was cleaning up his... Uh, we, he, he's been... Since he's kind of semi-retired now, he was cleaning out the garage and whatnot. And we came across this green tub with a bunch of, of my pirate Legos in it. And he's like, are these what I think these are? He's like, look at these. I'm like... Did you do this? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I thought these were thrown out. Well, get rid of them anyway. I don't need them. Oh, no. I was allowed to keep one Lego set, my custom-built um, Black Pearl pirate ship. Nice. But I still find Lego pieces around the house. Or we'll probably move <laughs> out and the next people will find Lego pieces around this house. It's a guarantee. I do have, I do have the Lego T-Rex from Jurassic World, though. I, I But I think it's like a knockoff one because it doesn't have Lego on it. I, I, didn't, I did get Rico. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Something like that. It doesn't even, <laughs> yeah, it just... I, I got it. I, I think it was the one that Rob pointed out one time in, in the Pedia chat. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get that. 
Mm. Like AliExpress yeah. or something like that? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, but, like, the, uh, like the mecha figures you said before, the Lego train is steep and long. <laughs> Especially if um, Double Trouble at the moment coming out, then we're going to have Dominion next year and tie in Lego sets to that as well. I actually really enjoyed Double Trouble. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, good. All the Lego stuff has been hilarious. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite my favorite part, part is, like, I forget which episode it was, but Owen and Claire are driving down the road, and then they go, well, it's not like the island's exploding, and then it flash forwards <laughs> to Fallen Kingdom, and it shows Mount Sebo ex- exploding behind him, and Owen going, Run! oh that's good (laughs) and and then i think the other one was well it's not like the first jurassic park which failed horribly yeah we don't talk about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah they got some great writers on there yes they do (laughs) i really do enjoy the lego series more than i should though i think (laughs) Simply put, InGen is seeking limited partners to defray some of our expansion costs. The prospectus you've been given by the board explicitly details our projected hardware and construction expenses, and as you can see by my two friends here with me tonight, software is already fully developed. One might say they've been up and running. <laughs> Guys, let's, uh, we've got a couple of news stories here. Let's uh, have a bit of a look and um, see what's been making news in September. Uh, David, you posted this up on the PDA discussion group in um, on Facebook. Uh, Jurassic 4.4, or 4-4, however you want to say it, uh, on YouTube, posted up a uh, CNN, CNN interview from back in 1997 featuring our uh, favourite worker village. Yes, yes, this one I saw. I follow them on Instagram, so I... Saw them post the video, and unfortunately with Instagram, links don't work. So I had to manually type in the link he posted oh, on the uh, in the caption of the picture he posted. And so I'm watching this thing, and it's a it's a CNN interview directly after the ending of filming, and they're promoting the movie. Of course, they run the trailer and all that. And they're interviewing um, Vanessa Lee Chester while they're doing a short walkthrough of the village from the front of the gate back to about the uh, the far end of the boarding house closest to the operations center. Unfortunately, we don't see in the inside of the operations center or anything like that. But you can see the road, and they mentioned that the tram tour will go will go through this. Um, the Worker Village, which I believe you mentioned before, haven't you? Uh, the tram tour, yeah. It, uh, I've um I've been uh, stalking people's home videos on YouTube <laughs> for a couple of weeks now, just sort of laying out the uh, the foot or the um the path of the the fate of the Worker Village post ninety seven. We um we've talked briefly about sliders and it being involved in that before getting redressed for Jurassic Park three, but. Um, it's seemingly I can't find any videos in 97 of the tram tour actually going through it uh, they've always gone around it um, but in this video you can clearly see they've laid down fresh uh, fresh asphalt mm-hmm. the, the main street and that mm-hmm. 
again, we get fantastic look at the Kiln House and Boarding House exterior. They just don't turn the camera around to show us the gas station <laughs> <laughs> again. But... Regardless, I mean, I remember seeing this. I'm like, oh, man, this is gold. And I'm posting it around everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, this is the best we've ever seen since sliders, honestly. Actually, it's the clearest we've seen of the worker village in the daylight since sliders. Yep. You know, it would it would be nice if they actually if we actually did see in the in the gas station at some point. Hmm. Somewhat, somehow. Yeah, well, especially since it seems to be the first one to be pulled down. When yeah. uh, when most of the fencing goes, it goes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a shame. But yeah. I'm um. Oh, I've just pressed play. Damn it. <laughs> I've um. I've been working on a bit of a uh, bit of a write up here with some links and uh, links to uh, videos on YouTube and timestamps and that. I'll um. I'll get that finished and get it posted up on the Facebook group and we'll share it around and we might come back and have a bit of a discussion about it uh, mm-hmm. at a later stage. But um, again, we've mentioned it before, just the fact that some of this stuff that we didn't know existed has started to come out and it's great to see. I yeah. would be... One thing I'd really wish they would actually come out with is the embryos, embryo canisters or the embryo storage units from the first film with all the dinosaur names on them. Mm-hmm. Just so that I could settle a little debate with myself. <laughs> what is? What are all the dinosaur names on them? And, uh, and you know what's even funnier, Terry, is that's you're not the only person I've spoken to who has that obsession. Oh, <laughs> I remember speaking uh, with somebody on uh, Reddit who seemed to have the same obsession about finding the version number or the numbers and everything on the um the the, yeah because i I remember posting up um some clips or some uh screen caps on reddit of the 35 millimeter open mat copy and they're like does it show any more of the embryo storage units and like no sadly it doesn't anything that's on the film like damn it i've been searching for that for years (laughs) like yeah i'm serious yeah, I I remember in, I think it was 94, they did the Science of Jurassic Park up at the Cleveland Museum of Natural History, and they actually had them. But the caveat was that you couldn't take any pictures of anything there since it was a exclusive exhibit. Oh, no. So it's like, and, and being young at the time, eight or, eight or nine, or I think it was about nine, ten at that time, actually, come to think of it. Because um, it was a year later, I I could have sworn that I it's like they had like Fiscusellosaurus on there or something like that and and all this and I can't really re- trust my memories because you know then you're a kid and whatnot and it's so long ago too on top of it but I really went I, I remember emailing Don Lessum a while back about it back on JPL asking if he knew where they went or what happened to them, if he still had them. He said they were, were no one could find them anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was really disappointed with the answer, but it was, I, I did, I did reach out to Don Lesson to ask since he, he did the, the initial one, the initial Jurassic Park exhibit and the Lost World exhibit, both. So maybe they'll turn up in an archive someplace like the CryoCan did. 
Oh, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Hope hope is all we have. <laughs> Rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter? He didn't make it. RJ. I'm sorry. Ready? I am. Another bit of sad news, too. Uh, actually happened at the end of August, but uh, Brian Frenzak, artist uh, extraordinaire to the original uh, JP Kenner line, has uh, unfortunately passed away. All the uh, all the collector cards we got with our figures back in 93, 92, uh, he was the artist behind them, and uh, he'd be sadly missed. Yeah. Um, I remember he did a lot of a lot of cool dress or not just uh, Jurassic Park art, but paleo art in general that I loved. I think even some of it's in the souvenir magazine for Jurassic Park as well. I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. So. Yeah, I was going through some of those collector cards the other day. I haven't got the uh, the link here to the Facebook. I've only got the Pedia one, but someone else might have been on Twitter actually posted a full full printout of all. I think 14 cards that come with those original figures. Um, just some uh, interesting, some early views on scenes that may have happened in the film. And just some damn good art as well. Oh, wow. It's an interactive CD-ROM! Must be! You just touch the right part of the screen and it talks about whatever you want! Something else announced, or announced this month, uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. Uh, we got a little bit of a hint at a VR game, Oculus game, at the start of uh, Camp Cretaceous, and now it looks like we're getting one. VR game, I'm guessing it uh, set two years after the fall of Jurassic World, so it's going to be um, on a dinosaur-infested nublar. Of course. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and of course we did see the um, kind of pseudo-advertisement for it already in, um, in Camp Cretaceous. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. that would be actually really surprising if they actually did do a lot because I know they did it with uh, Stargate with uh, with SG One the Alliance mm. before that went under and then Stargate Worlds went before that went under. <laughs> they did they did like a little sequence showing like little uh, like in game you know animation and whatnot so. Mm. Yeah, the animation on this one sort of a bit different as well. Not so much real world. Yeah. Real world look at it, but my biggest problem is I don't want to have to go out and fork out for an Oculus just to play it. <laughs> I uh, I eventually forked out to get the uh, those goggles for that VR game for Jurassic World, and that turned out to be a bit of a disappointment. So <laughs> I don't really want to rush. I got the VR SE game, the Verse. Mm. Yep. I, I heard that that's not really good. <laughs> we no. oh, by the way, we do need to do an entry for it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there'll be too many people going to Jurassic-Petty.com looking for information on that game, but uh, you would be surprised. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you <laughs> would. Yep. This game is terrible. Avoid at all costs. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are you know, three hundred word view of it. <laughs> Morning. Proceeding with this article will cause tears. <laughs> Come on. We're the same. We're dogs of war. We know that the military needs to reduce casualties. Some people think that robots are the future. Look, 
Nature gave us the most effective killing machines 75 million years ago. And now we know they can take orders. It's a good thing uh, we got you on for this episode, Terry. Uh, you mentioned earlier during an interview your love of early dino riders. Um, Entertainment Earth has put out an exclusive order coming in February next year for uh, new dino riders. Or is it reissues? What are we looking at here? It's it's I, basically like a little play set. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of like one that you would get. I think what they're doing, they're testing the market. Mm-hmm. And I do like how they updated some of the dinosaurs for it as well, because it'll be really nice to have a T-Rex that isn't the tripod kangaroo stance. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So, yeah, I agree with Terry. I think that they're definitely testing the waters. They're trying to see... They're setting out with these little minifigures to see if it'd be worth putting out full-sized, full-paint figures. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure they're they're betting on some nostalgia to sell too. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but I will. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Not if, but when. I do want to get I do want to get Beast Wars uh, since uh, Transformers is doing Beast Wars figures again. They're going to be mm. doing a T-Rex version of Megatron from the series, the first season appearance, not the, not the tra- cool transmetal version that I wish I had as a body, but the <laughs> the original T-Rex version. So, I, I, I need to pre-order that as well, too. <laughs> yeah, they do look fantastic. Hasbro's doing some good stuff there for once. <laughs> and um, they can add, it's, it's like, it's really weird. It's like they can actually make a dinosaur figure who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks a hundred times better than the, the, the Jurassic World one, and it, it's purple. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, it's like you know, the T-Rex has binocular vision, of course. I mean, it's like, you know, who, it's like you look at the stop and strike, it's kind of like an embarrassment. <laughs> uh, I tossed mine in the trash. My stop and strike. <laughs> the neck was shredded. It's it, it's it's uh drugs are bad, okay? For <laughs> <laughs> meth, aftermath. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. I'd hope they passed before I had to go to the boat. Henry, 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 why didn't you tell me? I insist oh. on being here when they're born. Moving from uh, Hasbro to uh, back to Mattel, um, Click Jurassic has posted up some photos. Uh, they've or Mattel, Mattel have uh, revealed finally the last Raptor to join the Raptor Squad, Echo. Um, although some people are having issues with the paint scheme. I am having yes, issues. It would seem that the paint scheme is based off of Echo in her Camp Cretaceous coloration. And a lot of fans are dissatisfied that there's not the teal straps, but rather these kind of reddish, kind of blood red, brown, almost like a brown colored uh, stripes that almost make her look like the male rap- velociraptor. And oh. so I know a lot of people are really dissatisfied with the, that fact, but I'll admit it, I'm picking her up just because, just because she looks like the male velociraptor. I'm buying two. <laughs> Yes, I am as well. <laughs> I'm buying two, and then I'm taking a teal Sharpie, and I'm going to go over the stripes 
meticulously as much as possible <laughs> without shaking because I'll probably get mad at some point and we'll mess up. But and I will make it a proper echo. I assure you. <laughs> I, I this, promise. They'll, they'll come up with a male raptor, but this will be my male raptor for the meantime. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Definitely. Like I said, two. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, where did you find this? It walks under my seat. Are they heavy? Yeah. Then they're expensive. Put them back. All right, uh, so that ends the news for September. One thing we did want to briefly discuss, uh, David, we've been talking for a few episodes now about uh, Chronicle Collectibles, uh, my still waiting for the goggles and being pushed forward 12 months again. Um, there's been some disheartening news that has sort of been spreading around online and uh, unfortunately Chronicle hasn't seemingly been around to back it up or confirm it or even answer any questions. There's been some uh, people or some fans that have seen their, their, their area, their offices being cleaned out. Um, yeah. Pretty much looks like Chronicle's shut down. Yeah, it looks like Chronic Collectibles, after a lawsuit from their former employee, um, Paul Francis, has lost most of their licenses and is now shutting shutting down and being and being bankrupt now. I know a lot of fans who have gone through partially, they have gone through and asked for a refund from Chronicle and partially has given them full refunds for anything paid through them. I know that some fans who have paid through third-party sites such as Sideshow have gotten promises of full refunds from those companies. Mm-hmm. I did not go through either. I went through PayPal via my bank, and so it seems like they that un, that unless my bank is able to uh, get my money back for them from them, I'm kind of SOL on three hundred dollars, not including the shipping I paid. And so I called my bank on uh, on that fr- on Friday the second, I think. Yeah, fr- uh, Friday the second, and talked to my bank, and they said they're going to open an inquiry for me, help me get my money back. But until they base till basically the time limit on that inquiry for them for Chronicle to get back from the bank ends, I'm out that three hundred dollars. It and a hundred of a hundred of it was through a credit through um, Chronicle Collectibles, so I fully don't expect to get that money back if I if I don't hear from them, which I don't expect to. Yeah, it doesn't help when they've, uh, especially PayPal, the order's just been paused and not cancelled. It's sort yeah. of yeah. Mm-hmm. And the first things that I first started kind of hearing these rumblings was I. Talked to a couple fans. Jay, we've had him on here a couple times. He tweeted that he had um, gotten a cancellation for his order. And apparently a lot of other fans have as well since then. And that was, I think, last Monday. That was the, um, what was that? That was the 28th that that they first started sending out hundreds of cancellations. Then I think that Tuesday, they... Uh, shuttered, not shuttered the site, but they marked everything on their site as uh, out of stock and removed any information from their team page. 
And I think it was either yesterday or Friday, one of the two, they apparently posted on their Facebook page a letter from their lawyer. And it's a lot of legalese, but some of the some of the people on the replica prop form and the statue form translated to say it basically says don't go asking for for refunds which tells you right away ask for your refund right now because because <laughs> otherwise uh-huh. they're gonna go to chapter 11 and you won't get your money back hmm. but yeah it's this has been a very disheartening experience i know that i had a iron studios raptor that i ordered third party that i now suspect was ordered that that third party seller had purchased from chronicle which explains why i haven't received it yet mm-hmm. and i know for certain that the that the cryo can i ordered from them is a no-go at this point yeah i'm not getting that yeah you probably could have gotten an unofficial one for about that much I see one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've seen them go for, I see, it was like that for a while there. They were pumping them out. And then when Chronicle finally got the, got the license and whatnot, it was like they started to silence it, I think, on eBay. So they're, they're, they were, for a while there, they were pretty common. Now they're not as much, obviously. And that's that's probably because Chronicle having the license and making one. I know I don't want to call out names or anything, but there was one particular website and some others that were shaming people to say, hey, don't go and get this Hammond's cane, don't go and get this crow can from third party or um, people making themselves go and support and get the official ones. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I, the, one, the one thing is, is that I wanted to get uh, Hammond's cane, but I wanted to make sure that it was load-bearing. Because mm-hmm. I, I am getting older, <laughs> <laughs> as we all are, <laughs> and and you know it's kind of important that I have a cane when I get older. I, I don't know. I it makes me look dignified. My <laughs> 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 luck, I'll, pro- I'll probably find a find a Palpatine Emperor Palpatine cane and go with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was um about six weeks ago. I was talking to a friend online because uh, I know he had the goggles pre-ordered as well and that was about then when we were, when we seen it was going to be postponed postponed for another year and he'd been talking to one of his friends in the business and said that um, or warned him that Chronicle's probably going to be done in the next six months three to six months and I um I'd, or, I don't know just sent another payment stupidly at the time as well so it wasn't the best there I'm I'm down about 400 at the moment into those goggles uh, with shipping so yeah, some of the most that I've seen people down are out of right now are fifteen hundred to two thousand, which is really bad. I mean, I'm not as bad as even you, uh, Brad, but yeah. Well, and Terry, I know you mentioned the um, fan-made cryo cans. I know that I mentioned Rilo on on here yesterday, or I mean, not yesterday on here last week. That he says that I told I said that he does the one of the best, if not the best. Cryo, fan-made cryo can weapon or replicas that are available. I did. I do want to make a retract quick retraction because I also said that he was the one that did the prop that owns the prop map on. I mean, not the prop map, the uh, Lost World manuscript on replica prop form. That's actually Rymo uh, Venture Collectibles was uh, kind enough to uh, to uh, or to correct us on that on our 
Instagram. It's he's Rymo on the replica platform, not Rilo. Rilo is a different user. Oh, right, yeah. Yep. I, I know. I know the uh, one thing I wanted to get prop wise from uh, Jurassic Park, aside from McCain, would be uh, a combi McCat. Mm-hmm. You know, the, one of the bendable ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and I just, um, it was only just recently announced that the, the Raptor Breakout 2, and I know there was a lot of people keen on that. Um, well, that was on Kickstarter through Kickstarter, and this is why Kickstarter is generally a bad idea because now Chronicle's going to leave. They are, Kickstarter leaves no obligation for the person starting that uh, crowdfund to pay back people if the venture doesn't pan out. Yeah. So, yeah. That's not that's not good. If you paid on Kickstarter, I'm my apologies. Yeah. Isn't is it isn't is Prime One Collectibles also affected by this as well with their statues with Chronicle going under? Because I thought Chronicle had the license to only do the U.S. North America sales. I think that changed at some point, but okay. yeah, anything there were items that Prime One did sell through Chronicle that at the time when they were the only ones that were authorized to sell in the North American market. I don't know what's going to happen with that now. I've not seen anybody really bring it up, but I'm sure there are people who are affected that about it who have also purchased Prime 1 uh, items. Yeah, there's probably going to be a lot bigger fallout from this than what we're seeing at the moment. Uh, oh, it's, it's still early days of what, what's going on. My friend in the business also told me that some of the stuff is made and at the factory, but Chronicle just doesn't have the money to get it out of, to pay for it to get it out of the factory. Well, another wow. thing that this is going to do is it's going to put a, it's going to shake a lot of faith in the pre-order uh, mm. area of for collectors, and I think that people aren't going to, collectors just aren't going to trust pre-ordering uh, items anymore because this compacted with the situation with Anovos with um, Star Wars. I know that Anovos does is doing the same thing right now. They're, I think they actually had the license for Star Wars pulled, which leaves people with thousands of dollars worth of costuming, kind of SOL at this point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, at this point, I. Because I know if the goggles too, I started the payment, the ten month or the ten payment plan, back in 2018. So it's well beyond the 90 days for a lot of things refund wise. I've um I've still got a claim into PayPal to see what I can have done there. I'm still waiting to hear back, David. You're still waiting to hear back from your bank. So mm-hmm. we'll um we'll come back and discuss what our sort of experience has been if we can get this money back. Mm-hmm. If uh if there's any more news that uh. That Francis guy, Francis. Oh, Francis. Yeah, yeah. From the lawsuit, he's um he's promised some new venture um going forward with those licenses. I don't want to see my goggles turn up on his website for sale, and I don't get him. he's selling them to someone else. But if stuff's made, he might be able to. He might have access to that and not Chronicle, or even just some other um seller being able to come in and buy that merchandise from the warehouse and on selling. I don't want to see that, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see what's going to happen down the line. Um, 
That's, unfortunately, it's one of those things that you have to wait and see, and if you wait too long, it's, yeah. <laughs> exactly, which is why I advise anybody listening to this to get their money back as quickly as possible because I don't yeah. expect anything to come of any of your orders right now. Mm. Yep. With the best intentions, some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best intentions. Lastly, uh, for this issue of September Minutes, um, Camp Cretaceous has come and gone, all eight episodes on Netflix. Um, we've all had a chance to see it, some more than others. <laughs> um, what we what we all think of it? I've got some sort of points here we can bring up along the way, but uh, I think for what uh, what it promised, um, it was enjoyable to watch. I know for a certain or not. I'm sorry. As <laughs> I, I was reading something else, um, <laughs> as a, as a quick review for me. I thought the animation was really good. I really liked the story. The only really real problem I had with it was the dialogue, which I thought was cringy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually had that a little bit. That was one of my that was one of my issues. At least for the first couple episodes, it gets a little bit better as it goes along, though. Yeah. And, and Bumpy is is love, and Bumpy is. <laughs> I'm like, as recorded I, on you uh, last week. A cinnamon roll of a dinosaur. <laughs> yes, a cinnamon roll of a dino in dinosaur form that is too perfect for this world. <laughs> yeah, some of the uh, some of the um, questions or our hopes for this show, unfortunately, we don't get any old park uh, mm. at all. Um, no. We get sauna, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Uh, opening sequence. I. I know that it's a budget. You can clearly see throughout the show there's the lack of uh, background crew, staff, visitors, um, animals, birds, all sort of the stuff in the backgrounds and that and shows sort of how much budget they had. But why couldn't you? You could have just easily coloured that T-Rex green and had those raptors tiger striped and it would have been fine. It, yeah, but I mean, you know, at the same time, it's it's a it's a kid show. the other thing is is that you can see that like brad brought up it does kind of um fudge the budget a little bit by not using any kind of like background stuff or tell that they fudged it by having it really tight with these with just this group of kids and the counselors they don't go into the main park we don't see a lot of dinosaurs we just see Kind of these these uh, six kids and their two counselors in that story. Mm-hmm. I think I think the I, I think the interesting part is that there was a lot of toys marketed for it, and of course, true to you know, the toys is a lot of those dinosaurs don't make an appearance. <laughs> oh yeah, all the, the toys and marketing going in. Um, we didn't get to see any of the baryonics. No. Uh, Dimorphodon's not there. Um, I mean the coloration. Which, the coloration kind of gives it away since it doesn't really match what we know. But mm. you know, there's space around that. <laughs> there's always space around that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan too of uh, every bit of English on on screen being some jabbled hieroglyphics just because I couldn't pay someone to make up dialogue or or text for books, computer screens. All that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, that was... That I wasn't really a fan of for some reason because I just... It was like I don't really understand why... Why it, it basically looked like Simlish from like the Sims <laughs> or something. You know, I was like... I, I pulled back from it a couple times. I'm like, Are my eyes bad or what, what the heck's going on here? Mm-hmm. And then, then I like backtracked and looked at it again and went oh well that's kind of cheap but yeah that yeah, yeah that, that's definitely a, a contention point for me but i mean you know i honestly gotta say that i enjoyed it hmm. I, I enjoyed everything <laughs> <laughs> until i find no reason to yeah i do like the um the jurassic park podcast just recently had interviews up with the showrunners and they were actually saying they had maps of the island on the walls and trying to get the continuity to line up so when things were happening in the park things were happening in Camp Cretaceous or back and forth trying to fill in those gaps and I think that's one thing we speculated Dave going mm-hmm. in of just hoping to see some of the other stuff going on that we don't see in the film you know what I'd, uh, what I'd like to see from season 2 actually is a little bit more exploration of Nublar specifically with the older park and see mm-hmm. what elements with it, for instance. And I also think, I think in order to go forward and whatnot with uh, them being perpetually marooned for as while, like Fallen Kingdom, because, <laughs> you know, I, they, they wanted to be as in continuity as possible, which is nice. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the plus is for the first time in a while we have Universal actually saying, hey, it may be soft canon, but it's canon. Yeah. And before any kind of, you know, designation of what was canon and what wasn't, it was always kind of up in the air. You know, I, I think Trespasser was like a really good example of that, even though they tried to market it, you go from the marketing approach of calling it the uh, digital sequel to Lost World. But everything outside of the everything outside of the films up until this point, especially with Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, we, we've had a nice designation on you know, this is canon. This is exactly. Yeah, I agree. And there's the other thing, as I'm mean, even going back to our earlier discussion about Jurassicpedia, is, I mean, something I think that I mentioned you put ended up putting into our mission statement, we take anything that we take anything that universal says is canon as canon if universal says it's official that's and then it's official we don't get to decide that we're the fans we don't get to decide what's canon or not we just record it you know in the past in the past we were always checking for consistency between things mm-hmm. to see if it was canon before because it had to basically be consistent in order for it to be proven now, with Universal basically stepping up and actually making, you know, hey, this is canon, listen to us, we basically don't do that as much anymore. We, exactly. We listen to what Universal has to say and go with it. We don't just sit there and go, well, I think, because, <laughs> you know what, my opinion of whether I like this or or I think it's canon is inconsequential to basically what, what the official consensus is exactly mm. yeah well that's a good thing of camp cretaceous colin's been active in the background yes making sure all this stuff sort of stuff's right whether you whether you love or hate what he's contributed to the franchise um he's there making sure everything's right universals making sure everything's right 
and um, it just it just makes everything easier. <laughs> um, it does, and and that that's why that's what's different this time is we actually have people making the distinction, whereas before we weren't. And I think I think that's actually really great for the franchise going forward, because if you really think about it, you know, if if there's a I mean, some of the details don't don't always intersect like they should. There's miscommunications and things like that. I basically, it's like even with that, even with the, like the viral media and whatnot, with Maserati Global or the Dinosaur Protection Group stuff, with recovering engine documents and whatnot, I play off the inconsistencies as basically corporate miscommunication. Because yeah. if you've ever worked for somebody before, the left hand <laughs> does not know what the right hand is doing 90% of the time. And that's being fair. I mean, the, that other 10%, they probably don't know either, but still, you know. Well, that's Hoskins, not- says that, Hoskins says in Jurassic World, Masrani's so diversified, he doesn't even know what, what he owns. Exactly. And I'm sure Hammond was basically the same way, too. Yep. Logic stands to reason, at least, on that. Mm. That aside, I do find it quite funny that uh, the Mosasaur Lagoon in Camp Cretaceous seems to be going back off the uh, the Jurassic World map and not the Fallen Kingdom map. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, you know the gate? Yeah, it doesn't exist there. <laughs> yeah, no. No. The oh, island wait, doesn't no, change no. shape until after. Yes, it's yep. it. I, I've kind of it, it's kind of come the 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 joke in the fandom now. I guess the gate, <laughs> yeah. which is fine. It's all right. We're we're looking too closely anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, I do love we get a little callback here to to the Spinosaur as well in there in Wu's lab, mm-hmm. tying that back whether it has anything to do with future seasons or Dominion. We can wait and find out <laughs> before speculating on that. Um, there's been a bit of uh, uh, fan anger. Maybe not the right word, but uh, no Trenosaur in the uh, in the cartoon so far, apart from that introduction. But mm. I think people just need to realise that she's still locked up for most of it. Till the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till she kills the Indominus. Well, mm. helps kill the Indominus. Let's give let's give the KO to the Mos- Mosasaur on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that problem's taken care of. Okay, well, I'm going to go about my business. <laughs> Anybody see any goats? Seem to be out of flares. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody flew a flare, and I just saw this big thing here, and I just... She was not nice. <laughs> uh, we only um we only get about two minutes of the Raptor Squad, too. Yeah. Before we know that only one of them survives to the end, only blue. You know, one thing. One thing I wonder is that there was this blue VR thing that came out a while back, and it was a tie-in to. Uh, it was a, a bit of a tie-in to Fallen Kingdom. I wonder if that's going to play any part in Camp Cretaceous at all. That would be interesting. Yeah. So that that would be that would be something. That would be something that I kind of look forward to to see what they do with it, especially with Blue being on the island by herself. How is she with the campers and whatnot? Because we we hear a lot that basically she she has she's been bred to have empathy and understand human emotions. So it's like with none of the other raptors there to kind of make her, you know, 
<laughs> ferocious. Like, what happens now? As long as none of the kids ride her. I don't want to see anyone riding uh, it. It's Jurassic Park is not Dino Riders. <laughs> as much as I love Dino Riders, do not strap a, a, a machine gun to my dinosaur, please. <laughs> in Jurassic Park. Just not even of, an M43 Browning? No, not even an M44 <laughs> Browning. If you had, if you attach a laser gun to that dinosaur or any kind of other gun, I'm going to have an issue. <laughs> Put that in Dino Riders. Let's have a live action Dino Riders. Don't do it in yeah. my park. <laughs> it's time. It's time for it to come back. Yep. Yeah. As we mentioned before, uh, just being able to see other stuff happening on the island that wasn't in the film. Okay, when we don't see the Indominus on the in the film, for the most part, she's off uh, destroying Camp Cretaceous. Uh, can she climb trees? I don't even know how. It, it sort of raises another question instead of answering it that the the kids get back to the camp and the camp's completely destroyed. Supposedly I by the Indominus. I kind of wonder if she had like thrown something at it, you know? Hmm. Indominus is kind of a beast, so. <laughs> <laughs> and she's seeing all this for the first time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although I suppose a lot of the little pet peeves is just. Um, you can easily wave off because, yes, it is a cartoon. They uh-huh. seem, the characters seem to be somewhat bulletproof, <laughs> falling from great heights. Those are kids in a Jurassic Park movie. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's put it to you like this. The first movie has basically the Ford Explorer driving down a tree. Mm-hmm. As a <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> way the Explorer falls down the tree as Grant and Tim are running, is that it's basically driving down the tree. <laughs> it almost seems like it's on some sort of pulley. Right. Oh, what? <laughs> and and you can even see it jump off the tree as it is falling down. Hmm. Yes, I, I have watched the film extensively. <laughs> but see, it's always jarring for me, just like the potted plant whenever the T-Rex flips the car over. <laughs> oh, you got to be quick to catch that one, though. Yes, obviously the Jurassic Gardeners weren't fin- weren't uh, finished yet. Nope. Still planning. Nope. I do love. <laughs> I do love too. There, uh, we've seen this with uh, Battle of Big Rock, and then uh, something else. Did the? Uh... Oh, it might be Battle of Big Rock. I think did the um the new. Amblin logos and the Universal logos here, with the the reveal on the world and seeing the, um, sort of the landmass of the Amblin Pangea. logo. Yeah. They had Pangea this time, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great way to bring intro to the series. You know, honestly, I didn't even notice that. I'm gonna have to rewatch. No. <laughs> <laughs> Back you go. Go watch it again. <laughs> I'm currently binging a series right now that somebody was trying to get me to watch. It was on CBS for a while. Evil. So once I'm done binging that, I'll probably switch back to Camp Cretaceous and finish it off again. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, well, they're, um, they're hinting at maybe December or January for Season 2. Uh, obviously, it must have been a fair way along so they can have the marketing of the baryonics and all that sort of stuff uh, out. So 
we don't have long to wait for season two. I, I suspect the announcement's going to come from the panel or at one of the uh, if they're, they're what conventions coming up soon. There's a New York Comic Con's November, isn't it? I thought, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they're going to do the announcement then, possibly. And apparently, they're, they're, there's going to be a Camp Cretaceous panel there with some of the voice cast. Yeah. Um, which which Universal haven't really done with the uh, Jurassic films, so it's good. Good to so see they, yeah, they're they're getting it out there. So, uh, well, hey, you know, it's it's finally getting the series is finally getting the acknowledgement that it deserves. That's mm. how I look at it. So, yep. yep, which is good to see. Anything else on Camp Cretaceous? No, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's um. That's been the September issue of Jurassic Minute. It's a bit of a long one. I. <laughs> um, that's fine. That's fine. I'm like an old woman yakking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't worry about it, Terry. Every time we have Jay on, it's always at least two times as long as normal. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, well, I feel less bad now. <laughs> the, the tangents weren't as bad. <laughs> oh, we still got to talk about that baby T-Rex. <laughs> oh, no. Look, I mean, honestly, it was like, Basically, the conversation was like this. You know, it could potentially be the baby. Yeah, it could, come to think of it. That might be an interesting factoid to put in the article. Mm. That was it. That was the entire conversation. Now, read the shooting script, where it's described as an adult Trinosaur. <laughs> yeah, I know, we should have... <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, we thought it grew up between you know, like in four years, because growth enhancements... Like yeah. yeah. So, and we don't get a definitive number in the films anyway of how many Tyrannosaurs I had on the island. So, this is true too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to start that up again. <laughs> we're not. No, we. It, it's, it's an unknown male. We'll leave it at yeah. that. That's yeah. because that's what it is. <laughs> unknown adult male. That's my. Yeah, my that's a little understated. Size chart that I got from um, a user on Twitter. I forget his name. It's on the it's on the uh, the watermark on the actual on the actual poster. But yeah, I posted that around and um, and what was it? Oh, Luca twenty nine fifty one. I I guess the user's name was. But yeah, and he puts a little footnote on the corner there that says that. Bowl is the name mentioned in the Jurassic Park 3 script, used here only to distinguish only using uh, both male individuals. Bull is also described as a full-grown adult, making the fan theories of a sub-adult T-Rex debunked. Bull is just the smallest adult individual, not a sub-adult or juvenile. And I remember, um, Terry, you and I were discussing this. He said, go ahead, go quick, uh, update the article. I'm like, as you're going to update it, I forgot I already did. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad we got it got it corrected anyway. So in yeah. either case, because I mean the correct answer is what matters. Mm-hmm. I feel, but I mean you know we make mistakes because it's a it's 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 a science. You know, you have to get get it wrong before you get it right. <laughs> so, Jurassic uh, Dashpedia, of course, dot com. Find you there, Terry, or the uh, the Facebook discussion group for uh, Jurassicpedia. Anywhere else online, 
you want to share where people can find you? Um, I am on Facebook, uh, but I usually keep it so that as family and friends. Yep. Um, I'm on Facebook. That's funny. <laughs> I, I, but I you don't do have... sometimes share the Instagram account at Jurassic Park, or I'm sorry, at a Jurassicpedia, and also the Twitter account at Jurassicpedia. So yeah, we do have, we do have our own official accounts for the site, but personal accounts. Uh, I have my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Search out Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Dashpedia, the uh, discussion group on Facebook. Yeah. Head over, just sign up. We look forward to having a, co- a pleasant conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Don't bring you, don't bring your garbage or you'll kicked out. <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right. Big thank you for coming on and uh, taking a bit of a stroll down memory lane with uh, Pedia Legacy and have a bit of a discussion about the news as well. But, uh, Dave, until next week, we'll get out of here. All right, sounds good.